Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We've got up really today with Warwick Smith. He's the CEO at American Pacific Mining. They employ HGV model. So we talked to him about the three, three assets that they have today and how the JV model is going to create value for shareholders moving forward. If you want our thoughts and opinions on that, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you, you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. Uh, there are commentaries from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. We've got training courses to help you with your diligence. We've also done summaries of uh, some of the interviews that we've done. In fact, all of the interviews that we've done, uh, just to save you some time, because we know you're busy. And if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe, friendly environment, free from judgment, trolling and abuse, go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Warwick, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Where in the world are you? I'm based in Vancouver. Well, in Steveson to be exact, which is 15 minutes from the airport or so. Very nice. Very nice. I think I know where you are, actually. Yeah. Funny enough. Okay. Yeah. Very, very good. And how, how are things down there in Steveson? Listen, no complaints. A, uh, it's it's a great part of the world to live. I miss traveling, I think, like everybody else. But a, um, it's been a good time to be home. I've got a three-and-a-half-year-old son, so I've been able to spend more time with him. And focused on the positive, that's been good. That's a pretty cool age, I think. They're, they're a it's bunch great. Of fun. I, I, it's uh, it's our first and only child for the moment, and um, I've thoroughly I've thoroughly enjoyed it, minus the lack of sleep. <laughs> there is that. There is. I forgot about that. Yeah. You, you eventually forget <laughs> about it. Hopefully, your wife does too. Um, right. Yeah. Well, we better we better kick off. Uh, hear a little bit about your story. Okay. So, need to ask. We've not met or spoken before, so I'm excited about this. So, when you give us a one minute overview of the business, I'll pick it up from there. Yeah, absolutely. American Pacific's a company took public in March of 2018. Uh, three high-grade assets in the Western U.S. Uh, the the foremost asset is an asset called the Madison Mine down in Montana, under joint venture with Rio Tinto. Uh, they uh, may spend up to 30 million dollars U.S. to earn 70 percent high-grade scarlet surface porphyry underneath. Incredibly excited about that asset. Uh, the two other assets are based in Nevada, Tuscarora, uh, high-grade epithermal system. Uh, that's the asset we started the company with. I uh, got that from Noble Resources and a, uh, and then Gooseberry, which is about 45 minutes outside of Reno. Uh, that's under partnership with a company called GRAG Global. Uh, so joint venture model and they, um, yeah, focused on the Western US, excited okay. for a bunch of drilling this year. Okay. Joint venture model. Interesting one. Did you start office mm -hmm. then? But when did you start? When did this thing come Yeah, out? March March of 2018. So a terrible time to start a junior mining company. We were a little bit, you know, a little bit early into the cycle, but that allowed us to get some good assets. And look, I've been in mining since 1999. Um, love the people. I love the good people, I should say, uh, in it. Love the assets. Got a great team of guys that I work around. So, you know, it was it was early, um, but it was the right time with with an asset that we really loved. Right, and what was and, the plan? And, what was the plan with uh, Tuscarora? Were you going to develop that, explore it, develop it, mine it? That was the idea, was it? Yeah, that was the that was the game plan. We came into it. I mean, uh, to to say that we were gonna that we were gonna mine it, you know, we're we're explorationists. So so for the most part, we'll look to develop these things and then transact on them. That's really what we look to do. Uh, and in the case of Tuscarora, uh, came through um, Novo Resources when they were spending uh, most of their time down in Australia. They had just drilled this asset, say, uh, in, you know, just outside of, of Elko. Um, Quentin Hennig is the guy who runs Novo. I'm sure uh, a lot of your subscribers will recognize that name. Uh, he had actually drilled this with Newcrest. He was the he was when he was a young man. He was actually the guy on the drill. 
Um, they put out great results on it, uh, but the focus was in Australia. We were able to pick it up from them, uh, did a nice deal with them. We went and we drilled it ourselves in 2018, got some good results. Uh, and uh, four or five, one of the mid-tiers came knocking uh, is what happened. Um, so rightfully so, our board said, if you're talking to one, speak to them all. We did. And we ended up transacting on it with uh, Oceanical um, initially. Um, and that sort of birthed this, uh, this joint venture model. Uh, and then the addition of Madison expanded that when we when we picked that up because they were already in partnership with Real. I'm interested, I'm interested in how companies uh, form and, and shape themselves because you guys um, started at you say a sort of tricky time for gold. It was whatever it was twelve fifty, wasn't it? I think I think that's yeah, it was, was. for yeah. a long yeah. time, a long time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You, you talk about it being a nice deal, but you got to the point where what you couldn't raise cash, you needed to speak to people coming in, or was it sort of welcome bids? Hey, I'll be honest. It was a bit of both. Um, it was a uh, it was difficult to raise money at the time. There was there's there is no doubt, uh, especially for juniors. And and when you know the the shine was on cannabis and tech and everything else other than than junior mining, as you know. So we had a great asset. We had good good high grade results. We're getting a little bit, you know, getting some good volume within the market, and and there was some excitement. But going out and raise capital, raising capital was difficult. We we got approached. Um, by, by one of the mid-tiers. Um, so when we did, it took it to the board, we discussed it. I'm quite familiar with the joint venture model. I helped found a company called Riverside Resources, which focuses on the joint venture model. Um, so, and, and Ken Cunningham, who's one of our directors, ran Miranda Gold and focused on the joint venture model as well. So, you know, we knew how to cut what we thought was a good deal. Um, when that excitement came through, we thought this might be a good way to go. Let's have a discussion on it. We ended up doing it. Right. Okay. So it, it wasn't it really a big did morph. It morphed into that, you know. Right, and that's a di that dent of the feature of the market at the time, right? But you obviously have had to get a mid tier in. You must have had a ton of data, you know, that you had acquired along the way. So what? What's at what point were you able to take it to, and then you couldn't? Did you, I mean, were you able to raise capital? Yes, you could. We did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We we so look. We raised. I'm gonna three million dollars when we went public. Uh, we transacted after that with with Oceana. Uh, did a couple of raises uh, after that of you know million million and a half each um, type transaction. Then when we did the deal on on uh, Madison, um, <laughs> that one's a little more interesting. We we announced a half a million dollar financing, uh, and then um, the Casey Research Group put out a put out a note to their subscribers that they should look to take part. Uh, at like 10 a.m. on a Monday. And by the end of the day, I had a $5 million book and the end of the week, I had a $7.5 million book. So things changed really quickly. We took $3 million there to try to keep the structure intact. But um, yeah, we've been able to raise capital. That has been um, a large part of my background. I started in investor relations, uh, worked for Fortuna Silver from when it was a shell and, and had good success there. Um, same with a company called Northland Resources uh, and, and focused on the, the capital raising side of the business. That really was my, my bailiwick. And then broke out with Riverside Resources and helped found that and put the pieces together and, and on from there. Okay, right. So that's how you started. You seg segued or morphed into uh, JV model. I get it. And you've got you, you've got Madison, uh, Tuscarora, and you've got Gooseberry and so forth, right? But you're selling at nine and a half million market cap today, right? So it's, yeah. it's, it's it's kind of small small beer at the moment. Have you got cash today? Yeah, we got about a million and a half dollars in cash, and then we've got about a million dollars in in securities. We burn about a hundred thousand dollars a month. We don't spend a lot of money, um, but the um, 
you're going to see about a $5 million U.S. drill program from Rio this year. Um, plus, you're going to see drilling from GRAC as well on, on Gooseberry. So there's going to be a, there'll be a lot of news, a lot of data without us spending a lot of our own capital. Totally get that. I would love you to explain the uh, JV model, given your experience at Riverside, et cetera. Explain yeah. how you guys create value. So much dependent on how much money has been you know, spent on, on drilling uh, and your, your JV partner's activity and success. But mm-hmm. what are the bits that you're in control of? What are the bits you're sitting back and waiting for? How, how do you build it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I like the JV model. It was quite popular back in the early 2000s. And, and there, was a, there was companies that had a, a great deal of success with it. Um, the, way, the way that we look at it is if you are a retail investor, if you are a small fund or a small institution uh, and you're looking at junior miners, you're ultimately looking to get involved in something that you hope to have that, that 10x fold return. Um, so looking at ones that are involved with um, majors, mid-tiers, in many ways, they've done a lot of the due diligence for you. In that, I can tell you, you know, when when a Rio Tinto comes in or an Oceana comes in, the level of due diligence, I mean, they do a hell of a lot of due diligence. You have to have your 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 ducks in a row for them to be able to review the project. They have to look at it and think to themselves, if we're going to invest our capital and take this project over all of the projects that are out there, can we, if we find it, can we build it um, and can we move this forward? So a lot of that due diligence is done. That's the upside of the joint venture model. Um, for the issuer, so for American Pacific, we like it. Um, you know, our background is in going and finding projects. I'm partnered with um, Eric Saderholm. So he was the former head of exploration in the Western US for Newmont. They wanted 3 million ounces plus. He had seen a lot of things that were half a million, million ounces. Didn't fit for Newmont, but fit great for us. So it's our job to go out and find good projects that we think can get bigger and being able to sell that, that vision forward. If we can do that, and we can do that on a cost-effective basis, but then bring in a partner uh, who can come in, spend their money on it, but we retain a percentage, good for shareholders. The downside is you're giving up uh, a portion of it. In the case of Madison, they can earn 70%. So we're going we're gonna to retain 30%. Now, 30% of a Rio Tinto size target at a $10 million market cap, that can be lucrative. So that's the, there's, the, there's the upside downside of it. So you're not carried in any of these for your portion? We are. Oh, sorry. We're 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 full carried. So until until Reels Reels got three opportunities to to earn in, right? Um, they spend five million. They can earn fifty five percent. They spend fifteen. They can earn sixty percent. They spend thirty. They can earn seventy percent. They can only earn it once. So we know they like the project. We believe they'll spend the full thirty, earn seventy percent. Until then, we don't have to fund anything. At that point, then we have to earn it. So our downside is if we didn't, we retain a two percent NSR. Um, that's capped at 50 million US. That's your downside. God, I was going to get, I was going to get onto NSRs and maybe come back to that mm-hmm. in a second. And um, you talked yeah. about this model being successful in the 2000s. It obviously isn't successful at the moment. Or, or has, I, it, we went through a period where it wasn't successful. What killed it? Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think investors are, I think, I think we went through a, a phase where mining has been so out of favor, it's coming back now. I mean, this last year has been, <laughs> I mean, from the issuer standpoint, it's been a world better than it was the years before, as I imagine for you as well. Um, and I think during that phase, it was, it was difficult for investors to want to give up that, that further portion, right? They wanted to come in, see you drill it, see a big discovery. Great Bear is a great example. Drill it, see it go to... I think Great Bear is $12 or whatever, and it started at $0.30. Cents. 
that's what they're that's what investors were looking for if they weren't investing in cannabis or something else um so i think that took the sheen off of of that joint venture model <clears throat> excuse me became harder to finance them etc um i like what we're doing i like the projects that we have i like our odds based on where our market cap is so i think it works quite well for us um happy to buck the trend a little bit okay Okay, interesting. Um, let's let's talk about the the financing because you got you talked about a million and a half cash, million and a half securities. Um, the, your model is you got to go and find deals, and you got to work out, you got to evaluate them. Go, are they any good? Are they yeah. of a certain profile? So, what is that certain profile that you're looking for? We've we've focused on high grade assets in the Western U.S. That's our niche. That's what we're looking for. Um, obviously we're looking for things that we can get into, uh, on a cost-effective basis. That's key for the model uh, in, in our eyes. Um, and then being able to transact on those. So is it, is it a project that's, you know, um, got a good size land package has had good high grade hits, um, that you can then bring, then you can, you can attract the interest of a mid-tier or a major with, that's really what we're looking for. There are, they're out there. Um, you know, for example, we, Previously, in a previous iteration, staked Black Pine, which is now with Liberty. Cal Everett's done an excellent job with it. Cal, Moira, Advance, their whole team have done a fantastic job. We staked that. Um, um, we picked up Deer Trail, which is now in Mag Silver, um, and they're doing an excellent job with that. So, you know, we've been out and, and gotten involved in these projects either by staking them uh, or negotiating what we think are good deals on them and then being able to attract uh, other companies that we can work with and, and use their capital to, to continue to move them forward. Okay, but you and everyone else want to do that, right? So how do mm -hmm. you Agreed. finance that? Given your position, the cost of your money is going to be way more expensive. How do yeah. you compete with on those assets? Are you going to be able to pick anything up soon? I mean, it's a pretty you know high gold environment, right? High copper environment to be you know trying to target some of these things that mid tiers are going to be interested in. So what's the edge you've got? Look, I think in large part, the edge I've got is Eric. <laughs> Eric's done a, uh, done a fantastic job and, you know, he's been doing this for 36 years and, and, and all credit to him. He's picked up some great assets along the way. Um, I've got a fantastic board. Uh, Ken, Ken does a great job for us as well. Ken uh, was the one who found Gooseberry for us. We staked Gooseberry. Um, so that cost us $20,000. The cost of capital for us, yeah, we, we, need, to, we need to do more of this uh, over the next while. Uh, and is get out and, and aggressively tell the story, let people realize, you know, hey, look, you know, Reservoir Minerals is a great example. You know, with, with that discovery, Nevison bought out their 30% for 365 million. It was an epithermal system at surface and a porphyry underneath. Can that be Madison? We hope so. And, a, uh, and if it is, that's a long way from 9.9 from .9 million. So the opportunity to succeed with this model is certainly there. You, you, we've seen that blueprint. Um, and we've been able to pick up great assets in the past and we have great assets in the portfolio today. So to, to, to answer the question directly, the team around us is, is our difference maker. Right. Okay. So you've talked, you've given us some of the numbers around uh, Madison and the, the timing yeah. of that spend um, from Rio. Um, what are, what's our Oceana going to be doing? Cause you know, they've again, multiple projects, you know, are they focused? Yeah. They're gone. <laughs> To be, uh, we 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 brought in we brought in Oceana for uh, for Tuscarora, beginning uh, late 2018, beginning early 2019. Mm. Um, they came in, they did great work. Uh, they drilled it, uh, drilled a drilled a few blind targets and hit 
been pulled out. Uh, we were very disappointed, but um, obviously they had issues down in the Philippines and they actually ended up closing their, their U.S. office and pulled out of all the joint ventures. So those were tough times. Um, at that, that? that point, when was that? Uh, in a 29, uh, sorry, let me, let me do my math here. They came in, they came in 2019, end of 2019, end of 2019. Okay. And they, um, it, it, it was, no, they were, it was tough. They were, there was a tough times in American Pacific seeing them go was, was challenging and it, and it hurt the market at the time. Thankfully we'd been negotiating on, on Madison, um, which was a bit of a, um, there's a funny story as to how we got that, which I'm happy to tell if you like, but, um, it was a, a prolonged negotiation. So we knew we were into that and, and we'd be all right, but, um, but it certainly hurt. Since then, um, another group had come in to, uh, to take on Tusk Aurora, but we announced last week that unfortunately their CEO passed away. Did you know Bob Baxter? He ran Norsemont previously, great guy. Um, unfortunately passed away. Um, so we, they've, they've made 300 and some thousand dollars in payments and they, uh, We've ended up getting the project back 100%. So we're going to look to look to joint venture out again. They didn't even get on site before he passed away, unfortunately. Right. Okay. So, and let's let's quickly then deal with Gooseberry because I want to I want to look at this as an entirety. So um, Gooseberry Silver Project, what what's happening there? Yeah. So we did a deal with a company called GRAC Global. Uh, it's a private company. They're going to go public here shortly. Uh, they'll drill it a couple months after they go public. We'll be the operator. Uh, so Eric will sit the drill. Um, we've lined up a, a 15 hole drill program, uh, eight holes to start based on success and other seven holes there. Uh, high grade silver gold project last, last in production, uh, hard rock production, 1991. Um, then they went to a, a shifting over to the tails because it was tough times. Um, hasn't been touched since 1994. Right. New company. Going IPOing, I guess, to raise some capital to allow you to yep. operate it, right? So, do you know, have any sense of what they're going to to try and raise, or when, or when that money is going to come to you to allow you to actually start some drilling? Yeah, so they're they're supposed to go public here in the next four weeks. Let's call it. Um, spoken to the banking team that are behind it. Um, they're they're doing a good job of raising the money. I, I don't suspect it's going to be an issue. They're going to raise around three and a half to four million dollars. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and they'll start drilling shortly there after that. I would suspect it takes six to eight weeks before drills are turning after they go public. So sometime late Q2, I would think they will be drilling. Okay. So, so what do you do? I, I get Madison, right? Obviously that's, that's gotta be your, your flagship, right? And we'll, again, Correct. we'll come back to it, but, but Tuscarora yep. and Gooseby, you've got these assets, you kind of like something about them, but you need someone else to come in with their, with their capital. You know, Grac is, Okay, three, three and a half million, whatever the number ends up being, or up size to five million, no doubt, in this market. It, it's 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 not aggressive, but is it is it okay in your mind, you know, going with these smaller companies? Would you not rather have a Rio in there? Would you not rather have an Oceana as was in there? Yeah. There's two ways to structure these deals. Um uh, and you ask a very good question. Um so look, the deal with Rio first class tier one partner. Fantastic. Love that. Love that deal. Um, fought like hell to get it. So love that deal. Um, Oceana was great. Um, but, uh, um, you know, they came in, I think they paid us uh, a very small amount up front and then they, they committed to $10 million uh, worth of work that was going to earn them 60, 70%. I'm cuffing that because I'm, I think it was 70, but, um, the deals that we've done with smaller companies comes back to cost of capital. 
um, they're quite willing to pay cash up front, um, you know, good chunk of equity. Um, so that's putting money into the till for us, allows us to run the company. Um, so we like those transactions as well. And look, a lot of these good juniors make, they're the ones who get out and make these discoveries. Um, they get out, they push in with the drill, they commit, they focus on that project. We like that. So I think a mix of the both actually works quite well for us, for, for a small company like us. As we grow, as, as we hope Madison evolves, um, that's going to become obviously the real primary focus, right? And that's where, but these other assets, we believe strong. There was a lot of debate uh, about Gooseberry if we should drill it ourselves, even with under the joint venture model, because um, right. we think we can have a lot of success there. Um, we decided to do a transaction on it. Tuscarora, we did drill ourselves initially, um, but we're, we're, you know, we're happy to bring in a partner to it. We love both those assets. We think they can become something. Um, but taking that, taking those, those deals with juniors works quite well for us. But this is what this is what I'm intrigued by is the is again the, the JV model has its pluses and its minuses, right? You know, the big companies come in, and you go, everyone's really excited. Look at their balance sheet; they can mine the heck out of this thing. But at the same time, it's got to meet certain criteria for them, or they're going to drop out, or they could drop out at various stages of this and still, you know, be left holding uh, a big big chunk mm-hmm. of this, which makes it less appealing for the next guy who comes along, right? So there is all of that potential downside um, that we need to be cognizant of in this decision making. And yet, and I appreciate the little guys, they're keen. It's their one asset. They've got to get going with this thing. They've got to make it work. And they're going to work a bit harder. They may not be as experienced and they may not be able to, further down the line, raise capital. So the JV model is a really interesting one. When it works, it really works. And when it doesn't work so well, it just takes a little bit longer, right? So yeah. to that end, to that end, are you not tempted to kind of get back on the on the saddle and actually start raising capital for yourselves, your explorers, and do some of this yourself now? Yeah, we're tempted. Um, I think we're constantly tempted, and I think we probably talk about it every day. <laughs> there's, the, there's the full, honest breath of the answer. Um, we we have been. Here's the debate, the internal debate, and all, and and and, and it is this: we we strongly along with Rio, believe in Madison. Um, you know, Rio's told us it's their, their flagship exploration asset for 2021. I mean, that gives us great excitement, great hope. So we're, 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 we're very intrigued by that. They're doing a significant program this year. It gives us a lot of excitement. Do, do you know, I, do, I want to say this now at this point is like, I've heard that from other people. Okay. 100%. Yeah, so I always, it's my I'm always, flagship. I'm, uh, it's my flagship. Not, not about your project, about their projects. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah, real, no, okay? I, get I get it. Yeah, yeah. I thought right. I, I you'd heard about that. You're my favorite child, though. That, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Got it. I'm, I'm always hesitant to say it because, but, you know. Look, it's important. They're, they're, say that. It, it, we, yeah, it's an important project for them. It's a very important project for us. So we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, oh, you throw me now. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Sorry about going back and, and finding assets for ourselves. We are in acquisition mode in that. We've reviewed, you know, doing one of these again, 50 to 60 assets over the past 12 months. We're constantly reviewing things um, and, and, and came quite close on something recently that we didn't end up taking on. So look, am I, I like this joint venture model. I think it works well for us. If I found the right asset that I said, we can go in and, and, and you know, do a bang up job here. And, and you know, the investment bank that we like works with, that we like work looks at it and likes it as well. And it makes sense. 
I'm not adverse to that idea by any stretch. That is something that we would certainly consider doing. You know, the, the, the point that I want to get across to the market today um, is how well the company can do based on Madison alone, because I, re- that, you know, that's the, that's the true. And that's the point. That's where to be self-critical. I haven't done a great job of that yet. And I got to get that across. Well, we see this a lot. We've seen people, um, we have interviewed a few other kind of JV model type companies. Um, and it sounds great. It sounds great when the partner's working on it and, and they're spending the money and they're drilling the, the meters and the results are good. And, and, that's, and that's all fine. But it's a very passive uh, you know, unambitious approach to it. So in terms of the, the growth kind of components of your story, kind of feels slightly out of your hands in that sense. And I just want to, do you, do you, you know, what are your plans to kind of push that growth story? Do you find more assets quickly now in this environment where you can raise capital? Or are you, you know, just, just biding your time because you, you think Madison's all going to work out until it doesn't? Yeah, no, fair enough. I think it's a fair question. The, the one point I will make is you, you can't find good assets quickly. Um, that's one thing for sure that you can find assets, but finding good assets takes time. Um, we're doing that work. Um, that's that's a, a lot of what the day-to-day is, is reviewing things and, and, and seeing, seeing if you can make a deal that makes sense. Um, so we are reviewing it. <clears throat> we're certainly not against it. Um, we're, we're, you know, one of the things that I, in 2020, what I wanted to accomplish was to close the transaction on Madison and become institutionally owned. We did one of those two things, um, and that that institutional ownership hasn't come yet. Um, we've spoken to a to the a couple of the good investment banks out of Toronto, and and one of them took part in our last financing. But we want to grow so we can get more into that jet stream, um, and that may come via acquisition as well. So that's the other thing. Um, so yeah, we're constantly reviewing, um, but I'm, we're picky. We like what we have and we want to get something that's going to, if I want to do something, I want to take me to have it take me from here to there, you know, in short order, rather than something that I'm going to add in, add dilution. And then it kind of takes me, you know, slowly. So we're, we're, we're taking our time to find the right assets. I mean, acquisition is expensive, but it gets you of a size can. that you can get noticed, you can get noticed. So what are these institutions saying to you? Why are they not putting money in now? What are the things you need to deliver? You know, one of the true issues is we don't raise a lot of capital, right? Um, and it's it's difficult at this market cap to go and say, okay, look, we'll do 10 million bucks and, and, and you know, let's get four or five institutions in here. That's a challenge. It's, you know, we were, we were a larger company back um, mid last year. We were about a $45 million market cap. Let's come down. It's trading around a $10 million market cap now. And that was based on, you know, we'd raise money. It came free trading, and the guys were up quite nicely. And then compounding that problem was we paid twenty million shares for the Madison acquisition. Uh, it was a two point four million dollar valuation at the time, which we felt was a, a good deal based on getting the partnership with Real and the asset. <clears throat> when those shares came free trading, those shares came into the market. Um, so it's compounded it, and then from there it's traded sideways for a bit. And the market's been hasn't been as good as it was before, for sure. So. Now that the, that stock has come out, now that we're getting out and telling the story a bit more, um, now that Real is starting a big program, you know, we're, we're hoping to see that that flag move back the other way. And when it does, I think we're, we're in the discussion with those institutions who like the asset, um, some of the analysts who like the asset, and I think we're going to get there. Uh, but having, having Rio on the ground, 
Also having that border open so that we can have analysts come down to site, that's going to make a big difference as well. Um, so all those things are coming up here in the next few months. Okay. Well, that's what we should look at for. We'll start seeing some of those numbers coming out in the marketplace, see what that spends delivering for you and for them, obviously. Um, well, it, yeah. stay in touch. Let us know what happens well, with those numbers. Yeah. Um, and let's see what it does for your share price. Because um, I think, you know, it's a great model. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great model. It's, a, it's We've got great assets. We've got good partners. That partnership with Rio is great. The, the grades over there are cracker. They've got every reason to create excitement. So let's see, go see what they get. Are you gonna? What are you gonna do with Tuscarora? Just to remind me. Are you gonna flip that out? We're gonna flip it out. There's a um, the the press release um, on an on Bob's passing and it coming back went out on today's Friday. It went out on Tuesday. Um, we've had interest already, so we'll we'll get a deal done there. Okay, excellent. Yeah, Warwick, awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Have a great weekend and stay in touch. You as well. Thank you very much. Really appreciate being on the show. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.